Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, whether you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or sometime afterwards. Um, hope you all had a great uh, holiday week and holiday weekend. Um, so I have been out uh, past few episodes, scheduled episodes. My I've had some technical issues. Um, my... Uh, hard drive trace broken, but yeah, obviously I fixed that, so I'm back. Um, so I want to catch up on some of the stuff that I meant to talk about in my previous episode that was scheduled. Um, some news that happened around that time was Daniel Bard avoided arbitration and he signed a one-year deal to return to the club. Uh, this is great news. He was fantastic last year, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch him over the course of a full major league season uh so david Dahl was signed by the texas rangers um (laughs) and he was signed to texas for more than he would have been paid in colorado uh, for the arbitration cost um so you know that's just that's just a blow considering i mean david Dahl. i mean he's he's doing fine because he joined a team with uh some decent young talent not necessarily a winning team but a team on the come up and a team with a plan, which is something that I don't believe the Rockies have, but I'll talk about that later. But also he's getting paid more. So that's, that's good for him. I mean, it's not a small amount to scoff at the difference between, you know, 2.3 and $3 million. Uh, you know, it may look small on paper, but you know, to someone like that, that's, that's a pretty big chunk of money. So, uh, good for David Dahl. Um, after that, I wanted to discuss a uh, trade proposal from Kenny Rosenthal uh, about a week ago. He um, he proposed a trade of both members of our left side of the infield. It was a very wild trade because apparently some in the industry think that Trevor Story is more likely to be traded than Nolan Arenado. I think if Trevor Story gets traded, then Nolan probably gets traded as well. I think it's a... If Nolan gets traded, it doesn't necessarily mean that Story will get traded uh, because he's on the younger end. He fits the timeline better. Well, uh, perceived timeline. Not sure if the Rockies actually have a timeline. Uh, But if Story gets traded, then Nolan should probably get traded as well. That just uh, makes the most sense in terms of the direction. And I'll talk about the direction again a little bit later. But this trade proposal basically suggested that the Rockies trade Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story to the Los Angeles Dodgers for Corey Seager and, uh, you know, a fair amount of prospects. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why the Rockies would do this. Um, you know, you you have two of the best at their position on the left side of the infield. Story is a top three shortstop at the least. Nolan is a top two third basemen at the least, uh, trading both of them. Trevor Story's contract does run out, so it does have less value. Nolan has a larger contract, but he does have an opt-out, which he didn't ask for. Um, so there is a little bit of diminishing value there. Uh, and Nolan's getting paid a lot. So, I mean, in terms of the, the money value, you know, I could see why the value would be a little bit lower than the, just, you know, the perceived names of Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. 
but you know, to get such a meager return, um, Corey Seager's fantastic, obviously as a World Series MVP. Uh, but I mean, in terms of production, he's probably on the same level as Trevor Story. And on expiring contracts, it's uh, that's basically you know, it's splitting hairs between those two. And I, I'm not sure why they would even swap the two. Um, it wouldn't make too much sense, in my opinion, um, for either team, really. Uh, Trevor Story is a, a star. He's played his career in Colorado, and it wouldn't make any sense to deal him for a similar level player. Um, I mean, a- unless there was some other outlying issues, but it doesn't really seem like that. Uh, and, and the same thing for the Dodgers. I mean, why would the Dodgers trade the World Series MVP for, again, uh, maybe a slight upgrade? Um, I could see the reason why they would trade for Nolan Arenado. He is an upgrade over the aging Justin Turner. I'm bit co- but considering the lack of specificity on the amount of prospects the Rockies would be getting, I don't think Rosenthal suggested that there would be a lot of prospects, just maybe, you know, a couple mid-level. I- I'm not really sure why this deal would go through for the Rockies. It would. It definitely makes sense for the Dodgers. You know, you trade one of your starters and a couple of, a uh, couple of jags, just a guy, just for, you know, the best left side of the infield in baseball. So it makes sense on their end, but I'm not sure exactly what the Rockies would get out of it. Um, because, you know, again, I'm not really sure what direction the Rockies are trying to go at this point. If they're trying to do this, then that would mean they're trying to rebuild. But again, for such a, a middling return, I'm not sure why the Rockies would try and rebuild with such a package. Um on that note, I want to talk about the direction of the Rockies, uh, but first I want to talk to you about our sponsor, and that is DraftKings Sportsbook. The 2021 basketball season is here. Teams around the league took the offseason retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on all of the action now. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new users 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right, all you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins, you cash a crisp $100. While we are all excited for the return of basketball, let's not forget the football's playoffs are right around the corner. So head to the app now and check out all of DraftKings' daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code MHS for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alright, so I'm not going to go out into a full-blown airing of grievances because there's too many. You know, I I could go over every single um, move that the Rockies made this year and, you know, complain about, you know, what how they handled the Nolan Arenado situation, how they managed their roster, how they managed their bullpen, um, the coaching staff, the front office, the ownership. You know, there's there's so much I, I could complain about, but I'm really going to condense it down into one issue, and that is the direction. Uh, 
as I mentioned earlier in this episode. The Rockies have no direction. Um, so it looks like the Rockies are interested in bringing back uh, Kevin Pillar. And I was against Kevin Pillar being brought in to begin with. Um, you know, Pillar doesn't really have much left in the tank, in my opinion. He actually had a decent year here in Colorado. And, I mean, it was better than I expected. And he he definitely proved me wrong that he was... I, I thought he was going to be bad, um, but he proved me wrong in that sense. But again, I, I'm not sure how much of that was good luck. I mean, if you look at his baseball savant page, uh, he, you know, his expected weighted on base average was about the same as his actual weighted on base average. So, you know, maybe he, maybe he was decent this year, but again, you know, the appeal for Kevin Pillar isn't even his bat. Uh, it was actually his defense. If you look at the tracking data from baseball savant, he was in the 11th percentile and that's above average. That means 89% of the league was better than him in the outfield. This uh, it's specifically in center field this year. And that's definitely a below average defender, if anything. So my complaint is about the direction of the Rockies. The Rockies have two choices here. Either they go all in on being competitive, which is a questionable move in my opinion. But if they do that, why would they bring back Kevin Pillar, who's a subpar defender and a subpar at, um, hitter? You know, 44th percentile in expected weighted on base average and 11th percentile in sprint speed. I mean, that's a below average center fielder. So if you're trying to compete, why would you bring him in? Second direction, if the Rockies are going to rebuild, if they're going to trade Nolan, if they're going to trade Story, why would they bring back Kevin Pillar? It makes no sense because you bring in an aging center fielder who's blocking guys who could potentially um, play center field long term, such as a Jonathan Daza, who I think Jonathan Daza should get a shot. I'm not terribly high on him as a prospect, but I mean, if the Rockies are trying to rebuild, then you want to have a guy like that get some reps at the major league level. So uh, the Rockies have no direction. So if they bring back Kevin Pillar, they're not really trying to be competitive. Uh, but if they're trying to rebuild, they're just blocking talent that they have, you know, coming through the pipeline. And this is what I mean about the general direction of the Colorado Rockies. They're at a crossroads at this point in time. You know, the ownership in the front office thought that they were going to be competitive for a while, and that's why they re-signed Nolan Arenado. And that's why I think they were planning on re-signing Trevor Story to a longer-term deal, but so far they haven't done that. So, so obviously they're considering rebuilding. They're considering going into a rebuilding phase. But there's been no indication of that by the team. And, you know, they let David Dahl go, so that's another indication that they're giving up on being competitive. So it seems like the Rockies are inching towards a state of rebuilding. But at this point in time, they haven't committed to that. And I, I think it's difficult for them to commit to that because the owner, uh, Dick Monfort, would have to agree to trade superstar Nolan Arenado, who is so closely tied to the fan base. And I know it's difficult to do that, difficult decision, but you know, baseball is a business and he runs a team. So in order for him to consistently put in a good product, he has to make decisions like this. So I'm not even necessarily advocating for a trade of Nolan Arnato. What I'm advocating for is a committal to one direction or another. 
I want the Rockies to commit to either rebuilding or commit to putting a competitive team on the field. Signing Kevin Pillar doesn't accomplish either of these goals. Re-signing, you know, aging veterans to minor league deals like Matt Kemp doesn't do that. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't show any upside for either side. There's no point to signing aging veterans if it's a rebuilding team, and there's no point to signing aging veterans if they're trying to be competitive. Uh, especially, you know, if they're if they're far out of their prime like Kevin Pillar is and like Matt Kemp was. Uh, Daniel Bard was an exception. I think that he, he had upside. You know, he was a fantastic pitcher in his prime, and, you know, bringing him back on a minor league deal was a low-risk, high-reward type of deal. And he was above average, you know, and he could be a contributing player on a very solid team. So, you know, that's that's uh, definitely an exception, and I think there was upside to that move. There's no upside to this Kevin Pillar move. There's absolutely no upside. You know, I think he's exhausted what he has at the plate, and obviously he's not going to get better. He's only going to get worse. And, you know, with age, one of the first things that goes is his speed, and his speed was still fairly decent last season. Uh, I'm not sure how fast that's going to drop off for him. So, you know, considering all these things, I, I just need the Rockies to commit to one way or the other. If they're going to rebuild, trading Nolan Arenado, trading Charlie Blackman, and trading Trevor Story are really the first steps to doing that. And that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. And, again, I'm not necessarily advocating for that part, but if that's the move, then that's the move. That's what the Rockies have to commit to. If the Rockies are, you know, committing to being a competitive team, which I think they have, you know, a decent amount of pieces, and I think they can put a playoff team out there. But the way it stands now with, you know, the financial limitations from ownership put on the front office, you know, it's going to be very difficult to do that. And I think it's it's possible. I think the Rockies can find some cost-effective players. And I think even someone like uh, Jose Bersenio that the Rockies just signed um, recently, that's, that's a cost-effective player, and I think he'll be fairly solid. But again, I don't think you're going to be able to, to find so many cost-effective players on minor league deals like Jose Bersenio. I think getting rid of Tony Walters was fine. Not necessarily getting rid of him, but not, you know working out a deal I think that was okay you know I don't think he was an above average catcher and I don't think he is ever going to be I think Brasenio has the possibility to be a contributing catcher on a decent team um, I think that was a good move and that's definitely one that I'm going to praise and that's probably my favorite move of the offseason I'm not sure you know what else we can really look at though as a positive move um, I mean, Josh Fuentes is good, but I don't think he's an above-average first baseman. He's above-average defensive first baseman. He's not above-average hitting first baseman. I think that kind of cancels out for him over there. Ryan McMahon has upside. Obviously, Story and Arenado are fantastic. So, you know, looking at the infield, it has the potential to be above-average on offense. Um, the bullpen is a disaster still. I think there's definitely some ways to rearrange, but, you know, at this point in time, the bullpen's still very, very subpar. Um, the outfield, I, without David Dahl, I mean, you have a very poor defensive outfielder in Charlie Blackman. If they bring back Kevin Pillar, that's another subpar defensive outfielder. Um, and then Raimel Tapia, who's essentially league average. Um, and, I mean, Sam Hilliard, who has had some flashes, but, you know, hasn't really been proven yet. So there's so many holes to fix on this team. And if they want to rebuild, they they better you know 
you know, commit to that. But if they're trying to be competitive, there's way too many holes that haven't been plugged. Um, so I, I think the Rockies need to commit to one direction or the other. And, you know, Rockies fans agree. I think Rockies fans would probably say that this team is good enough to, you know, push for a playoff run. And I think so too. I think the foundation's there. The frame is there. There needs to be so much that's filled in because the way it stands, the roster's not good enough for a playoff run. But I mean, the groundwork is there. I think, you know, you put, you put in some pieces here and there in the bullpen, the starting rotation, the outfield. Um, I think it's a doable task. It's tough, but it's doable. But it's going to have to cost some money, which I'm not sure the Rockies are willing to spend currently. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what what um, the Rockies are thinking at this point in time, but the fact is they need to commit to either a full-scale rebuild or they need to commit to putting a playoff team on the field, and that means spending money. Um, So with that, thank you for listening to this episode of 20th and Blake from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is your host, Cade Walker. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Cade C. Walker. Ask me questions, shoot me a DM, tweet at me, anything like that. Uh, So uh, if you have a question, I'll answer it on the show. Uh, Thank you again for tuning in to 20th and Blake, and I'll talk to you next time.